Got a bad bitch on me. What? What? Got a bad bitch on me. She D T F. She tell me she D T F. I heard she D T F. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck. Okay. Hello. And welcome to DTF. This is the Daryl Timory Fun Hour. And I am Dr. Timory, your resident sexuality educator. And I'm Daryl Charles. Uh I'm very happy that I didn't do my Hugh Downs voice when I did that. So there's that. Do you want to do it again as Hugh Downs, just for fun? And I'm Daryl Charles, is how I typically do it. And I I don't know why That's, I do it that way. It's fun. I like it. Uh, it's good it's stuff. me. I was born this way, I guess. Yeah. So inside of you is a dead journalist. Yeah, man, who was like, you know, BFFs with Barbara Walters for yeah. like my formative years. That was was like on 2020. It was pretty, pretty popping on 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, all he was just an anchor. I don't know what he did like outside of being the anchor on thing. Because 2020, if I remember it correctly, I was like a preteen the last time I watched the 2020 in full. But it came on after TGIF. Yeah, that's, um, that's how I ended yeah. up there as well. Yeah. I was also yeah, exactly. very cool as a teenager. Right. That's, if you're a cool, if you're a cool kid, you you watch TGIF. Your favorite part was when they previewed all of the uh, premieres of the cartoons that they were going to put on in the new season. Ooh! I'll never forget the first time I saw Hammerman, which was the MC Hammer cartoon. Yeah, his, that was where his shoes talked. What a time! Anyway, what a time to be alive. Yeah. What a time. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I was just I was uh always a twenty twenty person. Were you a twenty were you twenty twenty or sixty minutes like in the home? I was a irreconcilable nerd. So the answer is yes. I was oh, on that shit. Okay. I was on Dateline. I was on it was my thought before I knew that sexuality education was a job, before I'd heard of that, my original plan was to work on like documentary films. And like work for the History Channel and that sort of thing. That was my original thing is I wanted to do cinematography specifically for like documentaries. Mm -hmm. So uh, really cool. Like I said, the big takeaway from my teenage years is how very cool I must have been. <laughs> Incredibly cool. No, I mean, uh, the clarity of vision, the the decisions that you made to do that, to follow your passions in that way is great. I was like... I want to be a teacher because that's the people I saw mm. until a teacher told me that engineers made money. And then oh. I was like, oh, and then that was it. Yeah. Um, good thing the teacher didn't tell me that drug dealers make money. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I'd have been like, yeah, the math is actually a lot simpler. Yeah. Just yeah. get a balance sheet popping and, you know, read a couple books on uh, how the Robert Barron's destroyed America before the fucking depression and boom you're in business do that like string your bell like go take a few classes yeah. <laughs> and then you're like good to go take a couple classes community college fucking try to explain to people who are never going to leave their neighborhood what assets and liabilities are and then watch them completely ruin it and you just have to shake your head and then here we are today yeah. At the greatest sex yeah. education comedy game show in the known universe, which I forgot to mention earlier, <laughs> from our early dreams to to a reality that we could not have even imagined. No, not at all. I'm happy that I'm here. 
uh, not only because I'm with you, but because, yeah, we, we're doing it. We're making it happen. We're doing the art. Thank you for being here for the art and the okay. knowledge and the learning. This is way better because now, like, the History Channel is not even, it's not even history anymore. It's like, uh, no. what if aliens? <laughs> it's basically I that. Just, and, I, yeah, I can't, I can't let it go without uh, getting on my soapbox and being like, all that ancient, ancient alien shit is um, racist. And yeah? just trying to it's it's the sort of thing where it's like who would build these pyramids oh not egyptians they're they're from africa it would take a lot of rudimentary knowledge of materials and math to build such things in those times aliens yeah <laughs> okay fair yeah. enough yeah yeah they don't say that yeah i mean you know aliens didn't build a fucking uh, well, I guess they do say aliens might have had a hand in Stonehenge, but, you know, that's fine. Let them say that about themselves. But yeah, no one says it was aliens that made the Great Wall of fucking China. It, it's not as old as the pyramids, but still. Yeah, anyway. Sex. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go back to <laughs> the thing that uh, I know anything about. So we're going to talk uh, about some sexuality stuff. And we're going to start with our first regular segment, which is the fucking news. <laughs> yeah. Fucking news. So this is not so much necessarily like a breaking news, um, but I just want to point everybody to, uh, there's a phenomenal article that I read in Believer Mag, which I don't know that I was even familiar with it existing before, and it's called Getting Back in Touch, and the uh, premise of it is the search for basically like the iPod of haptic technology, and haptics are the science of touch, and so mm -hmm. it is especially vital now that a lot of people, not everybody, <laughs> are locked down. And uh, a lot of people are distanced from their friends and lovers and family and the people who give them touch and trying to come up with a technological solution for that, which has been a thing that, that we've been working on for a while. So this is mm -hmm. a fun exploration of like the ways in which that technology has uh, developed. And the things that haptic technology are able to do so far are pressure, vibration, and temperature and usually only one at a time and the way that most of this technology has manifest is in something that's very small like um like a little bracelet that will give you like a little tiny pressure or there was a hug t-shirt for a while and of yeah. course daryl's favorite word teledildonics which is it's great it's how you fuck somebody from afar yeah um so there's you know, it's just an exploration of some of the things that people are working on, including a product that uh, in its latest manifestation is like a furless foot tall teddy bear where you touch the teddy bear and then the teddy bear strokes someone else who's got a, a paired up one where they are. I've heard. And it's like a wait, they wait, a paired up teddy bear, or like a paired up. Yeah. Shirt? So like I would have a teddy bear on my end. And then my partner would have a teddy bear on their end and we paired up using our smartphones. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to cuddle that teddy bear up in my arms and like pet it. And then it's going to have motion in its arm to pet you. And that is an improvement over it used to be like a very jerky motion. And it's like there's an uncanny valley place where this is. Oh, like yeah, totally. Unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like I'm dealing with a machine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I know that they had the ones where like yeah, like the hug shirts and stuff where Mm -hmm. you would stroke the thing and then they would um, also it would do the consummate requisite appropriate corresponding ha Mm. too many syllables um yeah it would do the corresponding movement on your body but it just seems like you could you're in a threesome with this teddy bear yeah a little bit and and basically the argument is like that's much um more like being with a loved one than tapping a bracelet or a necklace um oh sure there's also these little alien head things where they have sensory uh, technology in the lips. So, like, I would kiss up on this alien, and then it takes that data and turns it into that kind of movement and sensation on the other side. So, instead of making out with a person, you make out with a head thing, and then you're, like, doing right. it together. So, we just kind of have to, like, reimagine how pleasure and touch and sexuality work given the limitations of these things but it's really interesting that these options exist and you know people have long been thinking about how to make art and and experiential stuff around this and it's and it's interesting the more i read it and the more complicated it gets the more i'm just like i feel like people are just gonna break quarantine (laughs) yeah i mean yeah that's not the problem is uh steven spielberg um he We'll make a movie where all of that shit is just done, and we'll be like, "Wow, the future looks amazing!" And it's like, uh, "Sorry, have you have you met some of the scientists? Like, not that they're not smart people; they're working as hard as they can. But we are very, very not good at this. Like, you would take the amount of motors and things. That the problem is like, yeah, we can't get semiconductors small enough to make these things so small that you could get the kind of sensation of nerve endings. That's mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to work." And so that is the problem. And uh, the field of, of um, teledildonics and uh, just applying that technology to sex toys is, to me, leading the world on it, right? I mean, I think it's very funny. Porn is often a leader when it comes to technology, mm-hmm. right? The the, um, the reason everybody has VCRs mm-hmm. the, instead of beta, the reason everybody had Blu-ray instead of HD DVD, mm-hmm. uh, this was all because of porn. Um, you know, the internet, uh, you know, it was great when it started out as a way for some colleges to communicate uh, in a in a fashion so that, in a fashion because the DOD was trying to figure out a computer system that wouldn't be destroyed, that would be hard to destroy in war because yeah that's the other place we push technology mm-hmm. is um making war not love fucking insane. um yeah fucking and blowing shit up um yeah uh so yeah uh you know d- uh teledildonics uh tends to have some of the more nuanced things even the, they like every i don't know six months or two years some article comes out about look at this head of a person <laughs> and it moves and it talks and look at the lips m- move and you'd be like oh wow where was this at ces like no actually it was at the uh, triple expo um where this technology was debuted um we don't want to talk with the people who made it but we just want to show you the pictures yeah that is of- the funny thing and also like with haptic technology at their conferences one of the things that they talk about in this article is that this field of science um you know well they'll they'll have their like annual papers and 
they don't put in the sexy stuff. And I, people may not be doing that research or they may just not be trying to work within that field. They may be just going directly into the industry um, yeah. and doing it separately. But yeah, there seems to be a big um, chasm between the science um, for the sake of science and research versus like, we're yeah. just going to make products. Like we're going to yep. make blowjob machines. <laughs> you yep. know, we're going to make butt plugs that uh technically people will steal all of your data while you're using it you know <laughs> like that's what we're and, gonna end and up that's with the problem it's like yeah the big the capital s science community doesn't want to be anywhere involved with sex and like mm -hmm. that idea of yeah like you know anyway it, it's just the way we've built the world and that is you know now crumbling but <laughs> um yeah it, it's it's very funny because i think especially oh man like i went to school for engineering i made robots and stuff mm -hmm. in labs and i've always been a pervert if any like if i didn't even think about it right it wasn't until i was in grad school and i was doing something completely different than robotics that i started learning about teledildonics and it's not so too late, it's not too late to have black gentrifier branded teledildonics right <laughs> so everybody needs to know that you need to go on to teespring <laughs> right that's what it is right it's teespring tea public tea public you gotta go on tea public and get your black gentrifier merch i'm gonna go get yeah. a hoodie and a t-shirt yeah get your you mug. can get things you can get a t-shirt you can get a mug you can get stickers you can get magnets you can get i think there isn't a kind of shirt that you can't get except for like a button-up and don't worry, we're working on it. That would be wild. Wear it to a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> open it up like Where do you see man. yourself in five years? Displacing a family? Uh, changing a community for the better? <laughs> that's, that's that. Um, so I just, I want to go back and say one more, one more thing before uh, I lose this train of thought. And, and this is just <laughs> like to talk about how this is not just like just a sex thing, um, right. but sensuality in general. And this article mentions a little bit, and this is a thing that I harp on constantly, is that wanted human touch is a, is a need, just in the yeah. same that like food and water are. But, you know, because you can go longer without it doesn't mean it's not a need because like we can go longer without food than we can go without oxygen, you know, the just right. different doses. And everybody has different preferences about that touch sort of thing too. So we can't like assume that everyone wants the same thing, but yeah. there's a really pretty voluminous body of evidence that like all of our wellness measures, people do yeah. better when they get regular ones to touch infants who don't get cuddled and want to touch have like a variety of cognitive development problems and sometimes yeah. they even just die. Um, people yeah. who are in long-term care facilities, people who are recovering from surgery, people who mm -hmm. live alone just in general, um, getting yeah. regular once a touch is the difference between like how long they live, how fast they heal, yeah. that kind of stuff. So this isn't just for fucking. This is also just for like no. basic mental health. And the way that we actually get that touch it's not it's not just like any kind of touch so there's specifically um the c-tactyl afferent it's like a single nerve fire fiber that's evolved to receive caresses and it it's underneath the skin and it likes to be gently stroked at the pace of three centimeters 
per second. And if you go faster or slower, it's like it just doesn't respond the same way. And mm. once it's stimulated, it it sends all these signals to the brain that it it affects emotions, it affects our behaviors. It like our very sense of self is directly impacted by this. Yeah. So it's it's not just like putting a hard thing in a wet thing or whatever. Right. This is this is a much bigger than that. And I think we were discussing like this um this chasm between science research and industry right but this is this is a basic human need especially now because like we're finding more and more people living alone um in addition to lockdown and that has a lot of deleterious effects for wellness and people dying earlier the the impacts of isolation are are huge and if you just want to uh be a greedy um not greedy capitalist but if you want to Use this information for your benefit. Here's a little tip from Daryl. First time you kiss someone, caress their face. Ooh. It's a a nice little move. Put your hand on a cheek and, like, move your thumb. Uh, Yeah. It's one of those things where the the person you're kissing would be like, oh, my goodness. This is is, is more than a kiss. And you also have to make sure that they trust you enough to touch your face. Some people would not like that um, because they work very hard to make their face look a certain way before they go outside. But do it. It's it's fun and it works. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, you know, if it's a drag queen, they may not want you to do it because they have a lot of makeup on. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. But And also, yeah, the, the thing about touch, that was one of the... Oh man, in my dating days, uh, when I would, uh, I guess my dating days are still happening. It's just with one fucking person. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's totally not true. Um, but uh, yeah, in my dating days, it was like you know, the the stuff that I was reading and trying to practice because you know I had a nice fedora and I would go, my lady. <laughs> Did you legit have a fedora? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm joking from the oh, pickup man. artist uh, community. Oh, because I, I thought was, there was like yeah. an era that I missed. A, a, oh, no, an no, era it's a of fashion of yours. Thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I remember Mystery. <laughs> mystery, the pickup artist. I went as Mystery, the pickup artist for Halloween one year. Um, it's so. a good costume. Yeah, you get a couple. You get a couple. Um, uh, was it? Uh, you got a couple birthstone rings on your pinky and your ring finger, a little a fucking fedora, something that makes you oh, look I, different yeah. and more mysterious. I had a big stupid hat, um, like a furry, <laughs> furry jacket. Um, it was definitely very douchey. Um, I found, I mean, I found fi- pickup artistry had like its moment and I found the whole thing very mm-hmm. funny. Um, yeah. And like before the internet was like, you know what? This is just really thinly veiled misogyny. Before oh, that, I, I just, I found it fascinating. The idea yeah. of this being a thing that people were like, this is what I want. What yeah. I want more than anything is a bunch of fatuous, superficial connections with people that I don't respect. <laughs> yeah, right. And and having the not respecting them be part and parcel to the thing. Like first rule, do not respect these people. <laughs> That allows you to gamify it. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about the feelings of this person. But yeah, like when I would be dating, I would try to make sure as quickly as I could that I initiated some kind of physical touch. That was welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's that sort of thing that allows a relationship to kind of progress past. It. We're just buddies hanging out when you're able to put a hand on a back and, uh, you know, or or laugh and touch a thigh. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Boy had moves. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, touch. It's important, and that's why it's important. Um, it you know it will send some oxytocin popping in your brain. It'll it'll uh, you know if you want to go the fucking capital S science uh, creep route about it, but you know it's also fun to touch and be touched. Mm -hmm. you know? It's like even just like hearing about this stuff, reading about this, talking about this stuff makes me like skin hungry. Yeah. Like it, skin hunger is such a real thing. It's like watching somebody pour whiskey into a glass on a TV show. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh shit. I didn't think I wanted You're that. Right. I now, should be drinking. Now it's like, I can't move on. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that video where the, um, it was like a second grade class and the teacher got disconnected? It was a remote. Oh, I saw a bit about that. Yeah. What happened with them? Oh, it's the most adorable thing in the world. It's like all these fucking seven-year-olds and the teacher like fell off and there was the recording and they were like, where's the teacher? I think her internet went down. All right, it's just us. And then the kid was like, one of the kids. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I this child is wonderful. I'm never going to say anything badly about this child. But when I finish recording, well, you know what I mean. But this one adorable child was like, hey, this there's a red dot on here. And I my, my uh, it's that means it's recording. So if we're bad, the principal's going to see it. Oh. And, and then another kid was like, yeah, we'll be toast. And oh. then and, and then they were like, yeah, we're going to be toast. And then one of the kids was like, toast means bad. <laughs> toast means you'll be in oh, trouble. God. And then the little girl was like, hmm, I want some toast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cutest thing in the world. And then, and then later, one of the kids was like, yeah, whoever said... Uh, Mm, I want some toast. You should have toast tomorrow. It was like, yeah, I think I will. It's 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 absolutely adorable. The Lord of the Flies that happened with these children, and it was pretty much just like one of the kids was like, "I'm gonna put this on mute because I don't want to talk." Yeah, yeah. Every every human being was being represented in this video of a second grade just trying to figure out what to do All these on babies. Zoom. Oh man, I like I feel for young people, and this is me just owning the fact that I am not a young people anymore. Because I like <laughs> I see I see people like every so often having house parties and doing that kind of thing, and um, I know that a lot of folks are like, "Fuck you!" It's like because yeah. of you, we're gonna be stuck in this forever. And I hear that, and I understand that, mm -hmm. and I'm like mm -hmm. completely understand. But you know what? Like, oh my god, when you were 19, 23, whatever, a year is so fucking long and like it's such a critical time to be doing dumb yeah. shit if you don't get a chance to do dumb shit like oh man right. i feel great right now because like the pandemic sucks and i don't get to do a lot of things that i want to do but like mm -hmm. i got to do my like young people stupid shit now i'm doing right. old people stupid shit like buying a motorcycle you know like right. that's some that's some dumb old people shit <laughs> <laughs> it's more practical but yeah. yeah i do feel bad like you know um yeah, like the people who graduated from high school or college, mm -hmm. like both of those moments in my life, even getting out of grad school, like every single one of those moments of my life were followed with, I mean, a year of just very stupid behavior, mm. very unsafe, dumb things that, you know, if, if I were, if I were, uh, affluent and uh, white would be considered just a rite of passage mm -hmm. just a, a thing you know it's kids 
Um, but yeah, instead of a nice little college town where uh, the head coach uh, just turns his back on <laughs> children being abused in showers, um, I went to a temple in the city. So when I was stupid, that was called being uh, just 18 year old drunk who had never drank before and then crossing Broad Street at 12 midnight on a Friday holding hands with eight other people because we were all drunk. And we were like, if we hold hands, we won't die. <laughs> it's like horror movie logic. Yeah, horror movie <laughs> logic. But also in that was the feelings of touch, right? Mm -hmm. I was at a frat party. Mm -hmm. I was rubbing up against strangers and friends mm -hmm. in an effort to drink as much fucking beast ice as possible. Wow. Imagine like, but that's a rite of passage. It's a right as an American rite of passage, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And I feel bad for the kids who don't do that. Like, they're kids who graduated from fucking high school, had their teachers drive by their house, and now, you know, if they want to continue in education, they're just sitting at their house. I think we need to have like a purge year after this, where rather than violence and stuff, we just like there aren't any laws. Except for the white collar crime ones, and those yeah, are right. where we're gonna put all of our energy. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna finally yeah. prosecute someone for the Challenger. You know, we're gonna go back. We're gonna, we're gonna like fix crimes in the past. <laughs> we're going to publicly flog the Enron guys. Oh, no yeah. one knows what happened to them. They took their money and they ran. And then there was a movie called The Smartest Guys in the Room that talked about it. No. The most criminal bastards who have undermined the rule of law in this country and have put us on a path towards where we are. This is a podcast about sex. Hey! <laughs> every time, every time it turns out the villain was and you take off his mask and underneath it's capitalism. <laughs> He's like, if it wasn't for these oh, dang man. kids. Mm. I was just trying to haunt my amusement park. Yeah, right? I was just trying. <laughs> Did you see Class Action Park? Did I see what? Class Action Park. Oh, I, I had it on the background while I worked on something else. So, yes. <laughs> uh, it's it's just a great documentary about the lawlessness of the 80s. Because that's they definitely bring that up. Yeah, what was that park? It was actually It was called? Action Park. Action in, Park um, in New Jersey. In, in New Jersey, I can't mm -hmm. remember. Um, and people died yeah. there. Yeah. Many people died there. And yeah. I remember the commercials because I lived in New York and a lot of New Yorkers would go there for, you know, instead of Six Flags or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember those commercials and I was talking to my brother um, and he was like, oh, I went there. He was like, he he was like, I was on some of them things. And I remember being like, I don't think this is safe. <laughs> was not. <laughs> and was he not. described one of the rides that they described in great detail on the uh, thing and being like, I was doing this. And I was like, I don't, I think I could die. And it was like, yeah, you could have. And and you wouldn't have been the first and you wouldn't have been the last. And yeah, that it, it the reason I even brought it up was it was about the unfettered capitalism of the 80s where someone was like, I want to make an amusement park. We'll pack it with as many people as we can. We will pay them the cheapest wages we possibly can, which means we will employ children in positions mm -hmm. of authority mm -hmm. and security. And uh you know all the rules be damned and then you know we'll be like well checks and balances you need insurance in order to run a place like that and um he made up his own fake insurance company I, 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 yeah. Whoop. yeah whoop and guess what happened absolutely nothing 
because they were like, well, he was a job creator. And uh, then, you know, they kind of move on with that part of the movie. But that well, one, it was, yeah, really, it was a lot of tourism that comes to that city that otherwise won't. Yeah, that's that a, wouldn't. Right. And, you know, it's like the, the, the city was like, look, we only have one ambulance and you keep killing kids. All of our time is spent going back and forth from the uh, park. So he bought his own ambulance. Mm. That's how you fix that problem. It's like in Cambodia, there's like private ambulances and it's like whoever gets there first gets to charge him for the ride. Yeah. I, every libertarian's wet dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. So getting back sex. to haptics and sex. Uh, so I just want to reiterate that this is a, a really interesting article. If people want to find out more about um, where the technology has been going and where the options are now, getting back in touch is in Believer magazine. Um, great piece by Shruti uh, Van Randavran. Oh my god, I can't talk right now. Ravendran. <laughs> I'm having sure. I'm having a day where brains. Okay, so. With that, we yeah, should move to our next piece that. of uh, fucking news. Yeah, uh, this one is a lot more fun. Uh, we we we're taking it to Louisiana. Um, a priest, uh, the the Reverend Travis Clark. I don't know if he. Well, I know he's been suspended from the archdiocese after this event, but uh, someone, a, a, an unidentified witness, was driving by or, or walking by a church and <laughs> saw some lights on at night and said, well, the church is typically closed at this time of night. What could that light be? And so they went to a window and peeked inside and saw the priest, the Reverend Travis Clark, with two dominatrixes, dominatrices, mm-hmm. Domin- dominatrices, is it? I believe so. Okay, right, the matrixes, um, who were using the altar and had it adorned with stage lighting, sex toys, and a cell phone mounted on a tripod as they recorded a, uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, some, some trysts. Um, the person took video and then called the police. That's interesting, that order of operations. Yeah. And then the cop showed up, uh, saw that everybody who was in the midst of this was, uh, you know, good giving and game. They were all consensually enjoying each other's time. All of age, which is critical when it comes to the Catholic Church. Yeah. Uh, Well, of course, Uh, everyone was having a great time. Um, and then the police arrested them on obscenity charges because it was it was uh, seen by the public because they were in view of the public mm. inside of a church at mm. night. Mm-hmm. They were uh, arrested on obscenity charges, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the the <laughs> the one of the favorite things of this story is that the archbishop quote. The Archbishop of the New Orleans Archdiocese visited the church to perform a ritual that would restore the sanctity of the altar. Okay. <laughs> and then also uh, Reverend Travis um, was suspended from the church, which I just, I mean, you know, well, I guess in the midst of a pandemic, it's different, but even 
even in a pandemic, I'd have went to church the next Sunday. You wouldn't have been able to keep me out. I'd have been like, I'm going. I'm getting up early. For what? What do you want to see there? I want to see the reverend speak to his flock. This oh. shit made the news. Okay. The benediction. I want to see where he takes this and uses it as a lesson oh. to improve the lives and, and livelihoods and well-beings of his flock. I want, I want to see that shepherd shepherd. That's a really good point. I had not thought about yeah. You know, I just want to see what a reverend says to his public, not the public, just his public. Yeah. Um, about, yeah, you know, I was out here to had two dominatrices, you know, they we had the toys out. They were we were we were getting it happening. Production it quality. And you know, it look, some people pray by putting their hands together, some people pray by uh closing their eyes they commune with the lord with a with a higher being in their own way um the lord said wherever three or more are gathered Mm. is where you can find me (laughs) and look we were look i look i i won't i well i guess a priest would be like i have to say jesus was in the building Mm. um if not just because of his overwhelming presence in his own house, but because I kept I kept calling for him, I kept <laughs> I kept I kept screaming his name. I'm sure it won't, at some point he was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I you know, it sucks because this guy's life is probably upside down now. I, I don't think he planned on being uh, suspended from the. Archdiocese. I'm, I'm sure he didn't plan on becoming national news in this way. He much probably would have liked to have um, condemned someone for having an abortion. But and the other thing is like this is this is frustrating because a you know this is this is the sex in the Catholic Church that gets somebody in trouble. Just gonna point mm-hmm. out that that this is the one. Okay. That's where you had to, yeah. That's where you have to um, show up and restore the sanctity of the altar. That's where we draw the line. Um, yeah. yeah. And then the other thing is, uh, I forwarded and put up on Sex with Marie the GoFundMe for one of the uh, DOMs. Um, it's on GoFundMe support Melissa Chang um, for lawyers' fees and med leave. And as of this recording, she's um, they, she, they, um, the DOM. Uh, has raised almost $11,000, which is pretty yeah. significant because it's like not only, you know, is this um, going to mean, you know, there's the bail and then there's all the the time off work, time spent in jail, uh, the content loss, the seizure of uh, their belongings, the film and lighting equipment, $1,000 worth of makeup, lawyer's fees, Ooh. you know, just the trauma of all this being like super public, etc. cetera. Um, and so... The other thing that uh, uh, Melissa Chang points out is like uh, the fact that this involved a priest or takes place in a church is completely irrelevant. The only pertinent question is if it took place in view of the public. Clearly, that's not the case. The evidence will show that the individual had to enter the church's private property and look through a window to see what was taking place. By definition, that's not in public view. And so um, seems like a really not great use of um, police or court resources to to go after any of these people. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have, um, yeah, I, I also, like we've said before, like what happened to the Enron guys? Like, I want to know what the police chief has to say about this. Like why, why were your 
officers bothering these people. They were they were alone in a in a in a building that they had every right to be in. The dude who works there, I imagine the most, was there. Yeah, like who is the narc? Who is the narc who's just like I'm gonna? Do... And then... the hilarious thing is that this narc took video first. Mm-hmm. Like you felt the need to capture evidence of what? For what? For what? For what? And like, yeah, I mean, you know, I hope they sue that person if that if those videos ever make light. It's like we were recording that for purposes of our own, and you, you know, st- uh, stole our fucking intellectual property. Mm-hmm. The the moves I do, my moves. <laughs> Um, shout out to Satoyo. He always says moves um, a lot, and I I laugh at it. I don't think he's being funny when he says it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, I, as a dominatrix, my moves are patented. This is me. This is what I do. This is my business. These are trade secrets. That's what the word is. These are trade secrets. This person recorded them uh, without my knowledge and without paying me. Um, I want their house. Yeah, not everybody can do. Uh, porn and not everybody can do this work and I think that's a really key thing is like sex work and and all of its variations often gets derided and for mm-hmm. moral grounds and all that kind of stuff but also legitimately there there are people who foster skill sets that the average person I challenge you <laughs> to go shoot a porn yourself tonight come back to me let me yeah. know <laughs> Do you think it's gonna win you any AVNs? Like, right? Because there's like yeah, a lot like, of there's a lot of work that goes into knowing how to do this and the angles, and yep. uh, not record always yourself having, having sex. Creepy eye, even, <laughs> right? Even in even if you in a pandemic, record yourself by yourself having sex with yourself, and then compare that to some ethically produced porn that you have paid for, and look at the difference between you and them. It's there's a lot of homework that went into making that video. I don't think I've made a single uh, film of my own that had good lighting. I definitely didn't ever open up to the camera. Uh, there was never a point where my abs were engaged along with my thighs. Um, that just didn't happen. I'm I'm sorry uh, if if that throws off what you think I may be like sexually, audience, but. Uh, I tell you right now, um, yeah, I damn sure wasn't doing any of the shit that I've seen. I also didn't keep my shoes on. So that is a, I mean, that's a tactical thing. If you have to get good footwear for the kind of sex you're planning on having, obviously you've warmed up. Doing some wind sprints before you get in there. <laughs> you have, you have stretched. You've probably done a couple pushups just to get the blood flowing. You've. Ooh, you shook it out before it was time to do it. And I don't think there's been a single time in my life that I said, oh, before I like like shook it out before I decided to start having sex. I don't think that that, no, I've never gotten ready. I've done that before comedy. I've done that before dinner. I've done that before <laughs> so many things. But I don't think there's ever been a time when it was like, all right, Ah, crack the knuckles, let's go get it. I don't, I don't think that's ever been a thing. And maybe, maybe I should change. Maybe this maybe. is the. I think you should start warming up. I think you should uh, yeah. come up with some some gentle stretching, some mm-hmm. some limbering exercises, mm-hmm. maybe a quick high intensity interval. Yeah, right. You know, just uh, yeah, um, do some push ups on the steps, couple couple step runs before you get it in. 
Yeah. But I sweat so much. I would already be sweating when I start. Typically, I'm That's I'm trying to stop the sweating it's, as much as possible. It's really fine. Lubrication is important, you know? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I hear you. Salt water is not lubrication. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. 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 You want to get water-based lube so that when my sweat mixes with it, it gets even slipperier. But, um, who? Yeah, so... Yep, next time I have sex, I'm going to stretch and I'm going to see what the reaction is of my sex partner. Do It'll it be me. Science. Yeah. But, you know. It'll be good stuff. I like it. Well, okay, so <laughs> to go back to to these folks uh, who were arrested, yeah, if you want to help out, uh, yeah, there's the GoFundMe will probably still be running. Uh, so if you mm-hmm. want to help out Melissa Chang, C-H-E-N-G, um, so right now, um, the GoFundMe describes that like a third of this goes to taxes. Uh, and so, mm. you know, even though the, the money raised is pretty good, that's still, that's still significant. So, um, yeah, there we go. Uh, and at one point GoFundMe put this under review and unable to withdraw funds cause they do things like that. So, yeah. um, fun. That's no. so weird. I'm raising money for legal costs. Cool. Uh, yeah, we 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 do that all the time. Uh, what's the legal cost? What's the what's the thing? Does that should that matter? I'm raising money to pay for lawyers and to make myself right after an incident with the law, like you know, plenty of other people. Well, we don't like that. Well, okay, because you did sex, we don't like that. All right, cool. I shot a black boy. Oh, then all of a sudden, yeah. I murdered a chi- I murdered a child because I felt unsafe uh, because they were just minding their own business. All right, well, well then, fine, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only can you have a GoFundMe, we'll put you on the front page. Yeah, this makes me think about like yeah. the Kyle Rittenhouse fundraiser and like the yeah. how the headline should be like religious extremists fund terrorism, but instead it's like Christian groups. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they were yeah. a different religion, if you might write that differently. I'm just How curious. About that? That's just funny. Curious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Religious group funds terrorism. And then you found out that like what Hobby Lobby was paying the fucking Taliban. Look. Well, they they were paying for like uh like tablets, like historical things that should yeah. not be taken out of their countries. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean they were they were doing that imperialistic bullshit. That um, you know, America is famous for. Well, they had all that money because well, they didn't have to Europe. pay their workers' birth control. <laughs> you know, it's just it's so much money. They just had it. They just had an abundance. You know how much we saving on Minerva, dog? <laughs> Somebody get me a tablet. I need a. You mean like an iPad? No, 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 no. I'm talking Ottoman Empire, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck Hobby Lobby. <laughs> And yeah, and and fuck everybody who decided to give Kyle Rittenhouse some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Dylan Roof. Same thing with all of those people. Mm-hmm. And I'll I, I will paint them with a broad brush, all of them. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think it's fair. I mean, and if it, if you don't think it's fair, fuck you too. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't buy my t-shirts at Teespring slash Daryl Comedy. <laughs> T Public. Sorry. T Public. We keep doing this. T Don't buy my t-shirts at T Public. Slash Daryl Comedy. Don't. But what if someone does want to find out more about you? What if someone would like to uh, 
buy your album and buy your merch. Oh, Where yeah. do they go, Daryl? Where do they find out about your calendar and all your shows? Yeah, you can go to DarylComedy.com. See, that's the name of the store on T-Public. What a coincidence. And it's also the name of my website. It's almost as if I have a plan. So, yeah, go to DarylComedy.com. You can get everything there. Soon. <laughs> by, by the time this goes up, you'll get it done. It's fine. By the time this comes up, yeah, yeah it'll be yeah, up there. Yeah. Um, for more of me, uh, SexWithTimarie.com, T-I-M-A-R-E-E, where I put up the poems on Monday and put up these news links the stuff that we talk about in these stories if you want to read more about them they will be there um, and we have a few upcoming shows uh, for instance Get You a Babe Who Can Do Both will be coming back in November with the National Liberty Museum we are going to have a return of Celine Rose and Gigi Marks uh, who will be giving talks um, on Celine Rose is going to be talking about how AI isn't going to save us and Gigi Ooh. Marks is going to be talking about the Baba Yaga. And I'm going to be talking about um, lessons from sexuality education and public health for the era of COVID. Um, and then all of us will get naked because that's the point of the show. It's TED Talks and Burlesque. I didn't say that already. So now you know. So that information will be available soon. Uh, you can find that on sexwithtimmarie.com. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. I had a great time. Yeah. Uh yeah, and you recorded it, and no one. And my windows, my blinds are up, so who knows? This I, I may well, you know, no one can see this, but my nipples are out, Ooh. and uh, as such, uh, you know, I could be going to jail soon. So, no, oh. oh. well, I'll do a GoFundMe for you. I just, just, uh, just buy my T-shirts. Okay, that's, that's all I ask. All right, I'll go buy. A, I'll go buy a hoodie. In fact, ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And uh, we will talk at you next week. Yeah. Bye. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck. 